Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-64-84-LOU and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. It's great to have you with us. Marxist federal judge Tanya Chutkin has denied President Trump due process once again. Chutkin Monday rejected a bid by Trump's legal team to subpoena materials about January 6 as part of special counsel Jack Smith's ongoing prosecution of President Trump over his efforts to challenge the rigged 2020 election. The Trump attorneys complain that the House January 6 committee failed to hand over all of the evidence related to the issue. Judge Chutkin rejected their request as a, quote, fishing expedition. Well, actually, no. Withholding evidence from a defendant is a serious charge and deserves a serious response from the judge. If indeed she is capable of a serious judgment and impartial ruling, persecutions of President Trump go back to the Russian collusion hoax of 2016. And Judge Chutkin has failed to hold the Marxist-run January 6th committee accountable for not preserving all of their records and the Capitol Hill security failures. Judge Chutkin exposed for her politics and her corruption. Also exposed, RNC Chair Ronna Romney McDaniel, a leader who can't win and can't raise money. This week, the Washington Post reported on concerns the Republican Party's finances aren't growing as donations to the RNC are falling ahead of the 2024 election. The Post article showed that the RNC reported $9.1 million in the bank in October. That's significantly lower than the $20 million the RNC had on hand at the same point in the 2016 presidential cycle. Over on the Marxist dim side, the DNC reportedly has almost $18 on hand. 
When interviewed by the Post, Ronna Romney downplayed the whole thing, saying there are more donors just fully committed to their candidates right now, and once the nominee is set, the money will pour into the RNC. Well, the truth of the matter is the American people see it for what it is. The RNC is an apparatus that hates President Trump and have undermined him throughout. Donald Trump is the party's presumptive nominee, and McDaniel should shut down the debates no one is watching anyway, and the candidates are going absolutely nowhere. Quit wasting money and time and unite behind President Trump. Those of you who've watched and listened to me over the years throughout my broadcasting career know I talk straight. I've been skeptical about Republican leadership for some time, and I've paid a price for being straightforward, of course. In the day, I was blackballed from the Bush White House for telling it like I thought it was, and I was right, I think. And back in January of 2021, as President Trump was leaving the White House, I called out the rhinos responsible for the rigged election and the results, naming rhino Mitch McConnell, rhino Kevin McCarthy, and I called out Ronna McDaniel as well. And I called for Ronna McDaniel to be removed as RNC chair because of her failures all across the country. Here's what I said back in January of 2021. Ronna McDaniel, the chair of the Republican National Committee, as RNC chair, lost lost the Senate uh, uh, control. She also lost the presidency. Um, and she has been reelected to head the RNC. In point of fact, all three bear tremendous responsibility for what we saw ensue from November 3rd on and the results. And for these two, the senator, Mitch McConnell, and the leader of the, of the House Republicans, Kevin McCarthy, for them to judge without due process the evidence and to look at the facts and to slur this president. To me, neither man belongs in the office he holds. The failures of those three Republicans were obvious, clear as a bell almost three years ago. We knew then the rhino leaders responsible for Republican losses, and it is urgent now that the Republican Party wake up before it's too late. Our guest today is Congressman Matt Rosendale of Montana, a great American. Congressman, it's great to have you back with us. I have to just say, all of a sudden, Congress is under some criticism for taking two weeks off for the holidays while the world is, it seems, crashing, and it's a peculiar optic, I think. Your thoughts? Well, the, 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 uh, the world does have problems right now, but I would attribute that to the Biden administration, not so much to Congress being out of town. I forget who said it, probably Benjamin Franklin, because he was so wise. But uh, the only time that your, your bank account, your purse is safe is when Congress is not in town. And there's a lot of truth to that, Lou. But, but I will tell you that the, the problems that we are facing right now are a direct result of two and a half, almost three years now, of the Biden administration. And, and I know there's a lot of folks that might want to try and disagree with it, but the, the matrix, the facts, uh, prove them wrong. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I have to say, I can't believe the damage that one man has done uh, in less than three years in office, whether it is 2,000 miles of border that he turned over to the Mexican drug cartels, whether it is uh, a foreign policy that makes this country all but unrecognizable, 
uh, whether it is uh, a the idea that you can simply uh, turn a spigot and uh, if there's a a germ in China, you can try to create a new totalitarian phase uh, for the U.S. government and suppress the American people. I mean, it's crazy. They're putting out ads saying, you know, you get real sick with COVID, and so you might want to be thinking about these treatments. I mean, they're trying to scare people left and right. Uh, oh, my gosh, yeah. It, and, it's, and look, it's and you didn't even, Lou, you didn't even touch on what he did to the economy. I mean, the, the economy, he damaged it so severely. Uh, we saw inflation rates uh, higher than they've been in decades. We saw interest rates right now still climbing higher than they've been in, in a decade. And, and it is a problem. Are people employed? Sure, but they're underemployed. And the uh, rate of wages can't keep up with the inflation that had already been imposed upon people. And say what you want, but energy costs is one of the dr largest indicators or driving forces of, of inflation. Everything is reliant upon energy. Manufacturing is reliant upon it. Transportation is reliant upon it. Keeping your home warm in the wintertime is reliant upon it. And, and when he came into office, uh, Biden eliminated about $2 million, uh, 2 million barrels a mm -hmm. day worth of uh, crude oil production. And, and that has impact and it's got negative impact. And, and so we're still feeling the repercussions from that. We're feeling the repercussions from that, and we're going to be feeling these economic repercussions for a very long time. We're talking about $2 trillion deficits. We're talking about a trillion just for servicing the debt. I mean, that's mind-boggling, spending more money to pay your debt than you do on the United States military, our defense budget. Uh, and, and people are walking around in Washington, D.C., and this administration, particularly at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Acting like, you know, every day's sunshine. This is madness uh, that's gripped the nation, I think. It is. And, and I will tell you something. It's not just the folks up there at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Lou. Here's the disappointing part to me. Over the last 60 days, uh, myself and, and several other conservatives here in Washington, D.C., have proposed amendment after amendment to what we call the discretionary spending. Right. So all spending is broken into two parts, discretionary, mandatory, mandatory, Social Security, Medicaid, Medicare, things that roll over automatically, unfortunately, without any review whatsoever. The discretionary spending is uh, amounts to about 1.6 trillion of the, of the $7 trillion that they are uh, proposing to spend, or close to it. Lou, we could eliminate 100% of the discretionary spending, 100% of it, and we would still be running almost a $500 billion annual deficit. This is very, very problematic. And then when I, with some, some of my colleagues, propose amendments, okay, to reduce, just to reduce the discretionary spending by a hundred billion dollars in different areas going through strategically trying to to make these cuts we we had 86 percent of those cuts rejected by the republicans here in congress okay this is a big big problem you know that is a big big problem and and the problem is uh, what is a republican who are the republicans what do republicans do because you get a lot of different answers now out of the Republican conference, as you're suggesting. 
Uh, I find it incredible that these Republicans in name only, the rhinos, consider themselves Republican. Mitt Romney the other day uh, wanted everybody to know he's going to vote Democrat. And I, and I said to my wife, I said, who's going to be surprised by that? He is a Democrat. And that's the problem with these rhinos. They don't have the guts to put a label Democrat on the on their foreheads. Uh, they want to fly false colors. And well, about, they go, I, it's they go just, around, every one of them, Lou, okay, every one of these folks, they, they campaign as Republicans. They all campaign on limited government. They all campaign on reducing spending. They all use the, the franchise, if you will, okay? They use the Republican franchise in order to get elected. And then once they arrive here, they, they will not uh, honor those promises that they've made. Well, look, if you if you buy a McDonald's franchise, OK, you can't start selling tacos. You have to sell Big Macs. And if you start selling tacos, they, they take your franchise away. And unfortunately, we've got a bunch of folks up here that are that are not honoring their, their franchise agreement. Well, it, it stuns me that the Republican Party right now in the House, and I'm going to pick on the House of Representatives because you were nice enough to join us. Uh, but to see the split in that conference is just aggravating to think that you can't come together around a very simple set of numbers. Now, they're huge numbers and they're incomprehensible numbers, but the set of numbers, that is uh, $7 trillion dollars. $5 trillion and that $2 trillion that's left uh, that you got to make up. Uh, and if if people can't understand that's just not sustainable, I, I don't know what, what's going to happen to the country. No, and, and look, and, and it's not that difficult. Everybody says, oh, how do you cut it? How do you cut it? Look, I know how to cut. I was the commissioner of securities and insurance for the state of Montana from 2016 until 2020. And when I had my own agency, I was able to reduce my spending, not the increases, not reduce the increase, you know, what it's going to climb to. I was able to reduce the spending in that agency by 23% over that four-year period. You can cut spending. You have to be smart about it. You have to figure out what is the mission of the agency, what is it supposed to do, and then you start figuring out what it, where are the redundancies, where are their expenses going out the door that cannot be justified and get back to the true mission of the agency. We've got agencies that have never been authorized. And what that means is that there was never a bill that was passed to say, this department is going to do this work, okay? But yet that work is being funded. And, and so if we went through and just eliminated the spending on the unauthorized um, agencies and, and work that's being done, you could get yourself pretty close to eliminating the, the annual deficit, okay? The national debt, the only way that we're going to be able to deal that with that now is, is to help grow ourselves out of it. It is so monumental at $33 trillion, and the projecting is going to be at $50 trillion by the time we get five years you know, into the future here. Um, we're going to have to grow our way out of that. But, but you absolutely have to get your spending down to a par level. It has to be the balanced budget. And you know what? All of that responsibility to do that rests solely and squarely 
with the House of Representatives because you all have the power to do it unilaterally. And now it's going to be a decision. Well, we're going to take that up right after a quick pause here. We're talking with Congressman Matt Rosendale. We're talking about real politic, real numbers, and a real result. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back now with Congressman Matt Rosendale, a great American. Congressman, let's talk about the reality of uh, what you can do in the House of Representatives, appropriations, budget, uh, and actually uh, control the spending of the federal government. You don't need a lot of help. Uh, you've got uh, you've got the power of the purse. All you got to have is the courage, the vision, and the and the what for uh, to start uh, defunding a lot of nonsense. What so, are the so, odds? What so, are the so odds? The, the one thing, the one thing I will, I will uh, argue back is that we have the unilateral ability to do so. And in that case, believe me, if I had the unilateral ability to, to reduce that spending, my friend, we would have a balanced budget uh, 20 years ago. Right. Although the, what I meant by talking. unilateral, what I meant by unilateral is you present the budget, right? You cut it where you want it cut. And if you say it cut, that's where it stays. So and the only choice the Senate has and the president then is to shut down the federal government. Correct. Correct. And, and that's, that and that's exactly. Problem. And that's where we are now, Lou. And I will tell you that I feel a lot better uh, with Mike Johnson at the helm than right. I did with Kevin McCarthy at the helm because he actually was uh, the chairman of the Republican Study Committee. Committee, he understands uh, that we need to balance this budget. He has has actually helped construct balanced budgets before, and and he is truly passionate about helping us get back to passing the twelve appropriation bills. So the budget is basically setting a number, okay? And most people run by their budget, but what Congress does is they they set that number. That's our target. But the twelve appropriation bills. Are the, are the tools, if you will, that break the government into those 12 pieces that we can show exactly, line by line, what is being spent and what it is being spent on. So how much is being spent and what it is being spent on. And so Mike Johnson has helped us start delivering those appropriation bills. The Appropriations Committee has basically done the vast majority of their work. Now we're bringing those bills out to the floor 
That's where a lot of us are trying to reduce that spending down some more. And then all 12 of those will be packaged up and sent over to the Senate. And that, as you stated very well, is when the steel uh, comes in. And I'm not talking about S-T-E-A-L. I'm talking about S-T-E-E-L. Steel in the backbones to say, this is where we need to keep the federal spending. Because... Not only are we spending too much, Lou, but when you start talking about defunding different sections of government, it's true because it's not just how much they're spending. We are spending it on agencies that are literally being weaponized against the American people. So why would we continue to give them money to go after um, the American people, whether it's the IRS to harass people and try to squeeze more money from them, or whether it's the ATF to go out to my local gun store and keep them from being able to practice their Second Amendment rights freely, or whether it's uh, to have the uh, FBI and the Department of Justice go out and harass a parent for attending a school board meeting or a Catholic for attending a Latin mass. So with that, Does Mike Johnson have the guts, the courage to shut down the government, not himself or nor the House unilaterally, but make those budget cuts, those appropriations cuts and say, here it is, U.S. Senate. Uh, You think you're the big deal in this, uh, you know, these three branches of government? Show us because we're not going to move a dime until you meet this number. And I don't care what Mr. Biden has to say, because he's only going to be here about a year. Uh, So there it is, Uh, because that's what it's going to take. Right. It's going to take guts. It it will, Lou. And and I'm, I'm just not sure. I'm hopeful. I know who didn't have the guts to do that. And that was Kevin McCarthy. And and so what I will tell you is Mike has been very, very passionate about working with us to deliver the appropriation bills. And now uh, he's had some additional time. They passed a continuing resolution that I myself was opposed to. I think that we should have taken this on two weeks ago. But there's a, a, a lag there now to put the balance of these appropriation bills together. And we're gonna find out uh, exactly how much steel and grit um, that that he has, because we need to to deliver those those appropriation bills with proper reductions in spending uh, to the Senate and and see them what what is going to take place. What would be a victory? One percent, two percent? My gosh, at this point, I would take a one percent victory if in fact we were able to get all 12 appropriation bills passed, because as you are well aware, the Budget Act of 1974 called for those 12 appropriation bills to be passed, and they have only done it on time. This is unbelievable. Four times since then, okay? So in the last half century, 50 years, half... in a half a century, they, they have abided, Congress, they have abided by their own statute four times. I believe the House of Representatives may be in trouble. I'm just saying it this way, because I think you all have been violating the law uh, longer than any organized crime enterprise in the country. Uh, When you think about it, uh, you've given away your responsibility uh, for uh, trade agreements 
to uh, fast track, fast track. Everything's fast track. The House doesn't want to be involved with it, so you push it over and say that's now a new executive responsibility. You you give responsibility to every executive agency imaginable uh, where it should be within the legislative body, the Congress itself, according to the Constitution. Uh, and and at some point, you all have to reclaim that because now you're you know you're serving as the and I'm going to say it just straight up the way I think it, which is pretty common here on this show. Uh, I, I mean, you guys are acting as the doormat of the United States Senate. You're correct. You are correct. And this is I am. I don't know if you heard, but uh, during our, our big speakers battle in January, mm -hmm. uh, I spoke on the floor to dominate Byron Donalds. And I took the opportunity to give a speech about what exactly what was going on in, in Congress and how everyone uh, references that uh, Washington is broke. Washington is broke. Again, everybody that runs for office. And, and I said, that's, that is correct. And in order for us to make these changes to repair Congress, then you have to restore regular order through the rules. And you have to also uh, provide new leadership that has not been part of the architect, okay, or the architecture that has created this surrender of all of our powers, the powers of Congress that you clearly stated, whether it's the power of the purse and our budgeting uh, process, or whether it's the uh, agencies that we have given so much, almost every piece of legislation, Lou, that gets written at the, at the very end of it, grants uh, rule writing authority to, to the agencies, or again, whether we've granted it to the executive. We need to reclaim those powers. I want to be part of that. And when I'm trying to reclaim those powers, it looks ugly and messy sometimes because the people that have that power, they're not going to relinquish it voluntarily. Yeah. You have to take it from them. And so this is what it looks like when you're trying to reclaim the power that Congress is supposed to assert as an equal branch of government. Well, and my hat's off to you and Godspeed. And so, they're so nothing I, more than a bunch of interfering uh, bureaucrats who are slowing down business, slowing down economic growth, and by the way, trampling the Constitution and individual rights as well as corporate rights. They are. And what happens is when because of these agencies uh, being granted so much uh, a power and authority, Lou, what happens is I've watched where they have written rules and passed them by just going through the uh, exercise of, of giving public opinion and, and passing rules that are completely in violation of the statute that Congress had passed. And, right. and so what happens is they pass these rules, they allow their friends and their cronies to take advantage of these provisions other people go in and they end up having to file a lawsuit. Eventually, as we saw with the uh, West Virginia versus the EPA, these things get overturned, but it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money. And, and the way that we're going to eliminate that is to for Congress to assert its authority and, and to rein this in. Absolutely. We're talking with Congressman Matt Rosendale. We're going to come right back after these quick words. Please stay with us. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now with Congressman Matt Rosendale. And Congressman, I have been recommending on this show for quite some time that the RNC get rid of Ronna McDaniel, Ronna Romney McDaniel. And because she doesn't win, she can't raise money. Uh, and I, I don't even know why she's there uh, because she is frustrating. She's frustrated Republicans for four election cycles uh, that she couldn't win. Uh, why in the world do Republicans put up with an RNC that is has about what is it half the money of the Democrats at this point? Uh, what it, what is the attraction? I, I think this this is a uh, truly a systemic problem that we see in a lot of the um, a lot of the uh, organizations, and that is that they get so focused on the donor class and what their needs and wants are instead of talking to the actual voters. What I see, Lou, is this enormous disconnect, okay, between the uh, organizations and those donors and what I'll call the, the Republican Party. Because I consider the Republican Party all the voters out there. I consider it all the, the small businesses. I, I consider it all the uh, parents that are taking their kids to school. They're the ones that are dramatically impacted. Guess what? If you're a billionaire or, or a, a very multi-multi-millionaire uh, and beef goes up a dollar, two dollars, three dollars a pound, those folks are still going to walk in and get their prime rib and, and, and roast it on the weekend or go out to the, uh, to the local restaurant. They're okay. And, and we have this huge, huge disconnect. And, and so what they do is they try to, to make their decisions based upon that little um, vacuum that, that they're operating in. And, and so, again. So the RNC, it's a joke. It's a disaster. And there's Ronna Romney McDaniel, big as you please, stage center, running the joint. What in the world is going on? Uh, you've got had to get rid of uh, Speaker McCarthy to get Speaker Johnson. Uh, and that shows accountability, at least beginning to work slowly right. and hopefully not too uh, incrementally. Right. But uh, the, so look the at leader the, of the party is Donald Trump. He is the titular head as the former president. He is now the presumptive nominee. And for crying out loud, you guys are an America first uh, party now, or you're nothing. Uh, there's not a single original idea that is in Washington, D.C. or in currency on, the, on Capitol Hill in either the Senate or the House, and you correct me if I'm wrong, that isn't his idea. 
there isn't one new fresh idea from the Republicans or the Democrats other than the Trump ideas. No, 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 no. And, and you're right. And, and, and you know, it's amazing to me, Lou, is how many people now are America first Republicans. How Hallelujah. Many people, yeah, yeah. Man, everybody's a MAGA Republican. Everybody's a conservative. Everybody, you know, again, they campaign that way. But we have got to stop looking at the way people campaign and look at the way that they vote. Look at the way that they perform. I mean, you know Harmeet Dillon. Harmeet challenged Rana. And she has a lot of incredible good ideas. There was a lot. Think about this. Harmeet was able to uh, secure a lot more votes as the uh, challenger for the RNC chair than we had stick with us when we were removing Kevin McCarthy. I mean, there were eight people that voted, Republicans that voted and, and fortunately, we had the motion to vacate the chair in such a fashion that that was going to be enough uh, for us to make that move. But but the rest of the people are, are so horrified of going up against the status quo. This is what it boils down to. Everybody's willing to take the status quo because they're afraid of what they don't know. I don't know if Harmeet Dillon is the right person. Mike Lindell was running as well. You know, he's doing a lot. Uh, he's done a lot more for the party than Harmeet, frankly. Uh, so, I, I mean, there are lots of people who want to, to get involved. But I, I frankly want somebody who actually knows what the heck they're doing. Now, I don't know many lawyers that know how to run an organization. I'm sorry to all the lawyers out there. I do know a lot of business people who know how to run an organization. And that thing's being run by complete uh, bizarro personalities, as far as I'm concerned. And it's time to cut the nonsense and get to results-oriented, hard-working, you know, face-smashing, uh, you know, warriors. I, look, Lou, look, I agree with you. And, and the problem is that the committees, again, across the board, are used to uh, operating on traditional politics, okay? And they've got these templates that they run every campaign by and that they have been utilizing for decades and they are afraid to get out of that mold. And when you see people that step outside of that mold, they are victorious unless we see the committees undermine them and weaken them going through primaries. And we've seen a lot of that as well. They, yep. you know, we've had a lot of really good, strong candidates that were weakened by the uh, NRSC and yep. weakened by the NRCC or their affiliates or mm. weakened by the RNC. Well, do you think we're going to see real reform on that? I, I you know, I, I, I don't know. The, the fact is, we're going to have to wait and see a little bit here as we go into the primaries. But I hope the candidates are of sufficient stature and capacity uh, and and bigger to actually excite the voters uh, they would represent and get their votes. Uh, I have seen so many lame brain Republican nonsensical candidates, by the way, who, by the way, are three times better than any Marxist dim out there. Right. But they're not really going to be generational. They're not going to shape a future uh, for uh, this country. Uh, that is uh, anywhere near what we need. I want to, just for the few minutes we got left, I mean, you're involved with Dr. Fauci and a Montana lab. Tell us how that's going. You want to defund it. 
Yeah. Yeah. So what we did is as part of the appropriations process, uh, I brought amendments forward. It's the who would have ever thought in Hamilton, Montana, that we had a lab down there that literally had some of the Wuhan flu that Fauci brought over there and they were utilizing this and doing experiments down there uh, with this uh, gain of function research before we even had the COVID-19 outbreak. And, right. and so what I did was introduce uh, an amendment to make sure that no gain of function research could be conducted at that lab and that the fellow who was running it, who was basically one of Fauci's lieutenants, his name is Vincent Munster, that what we have is this other provision when we're going through the appropriations process. It's uh, it's a uh, it's a, a tool that we have to zero out someone's salary so we can't fire somebody but we do have the ability it's called the holman rule we're able to zero out their their salary and so basically uh eliminating their their position from uh that location and so that's what i also introduced an amendment to eliminate uh mr munsters not herman vincent uh, his salary down to zero so that we didn't have to worry about this type of experimentation taking place in this lab in Hamilton, Montana. The lab does an incredible bunch of virology work and research, and they do a lot of good things, but, but they shouldn't be taking on this gain of function research that's deadly and dangerous. Yeah. It, it, you would hope that in, you know, cow and, uh, uh cattle and, uh, bison country, uh, that they'd be working a little bit on anthrax and uh, botulism and uh, you know something pertinent to the to the lifestyle of the of the state. Brucellosis. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah. So so where does that stand? Well, we're we're still going through this appropriations process, and and uh, hopefully we can we can move these these amendments forward and attach them. That is that is how Lou through the appropriation bills, if they are handled properly, that's where you can have open rule. You can propose these amendments on the floor. You can reduce this spending um, as in, in an open air uh, venue, if you will, so that you can responsibly and transparently fund government. All right. Well, it, it, that would be a nice change for uh, for sure. Uh, we're going to follow that. And you, as always, uh, we always give our guests the last words here, Congressman. Uh, hey, we've been talking about it all the way through the program, Lou. The most important thing that folks can do is hold their elected officials responsible. Don't base your thoughts and your, and your uh, wishes and your support and your votes on what somebody promises to do. OK, check and see how they're voting. Don't listen to what they're saying. And then we're going to have better government. You know what I'm going to do as you say that I'm going to just remind folks uh, listening to us here today that you can call the Capitol Hill switchboard. Uh, that's 202-224-3121 uh, and call up your representative and let them know how you feel about these issues. And I, uh, I'll give you that number again. It's 202-224-3121. And Congressman Rosendale, it's always great to have you with us. We appreciate it so much. Thanks all for best. all you do for the public, Lou. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for being with us here today. Our guest tomorrow on The Great America Show, President of Judicial Watch, Tom Fitton. You don't want to miss it. 
Please join us for that tomorrow and each and every day for The Great America Show. Thank you, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.